You're listening to Plug In to Health with Prevea Health, exploring healthcare topics that matter to you, the latest developments in health and medicine, and the inspiring stories that emerge from Prevea Health, our partners, and the communities we serve. Welcome to the Great Doctors Inspiring Stories series on Plug Into Health. On this episode, we welcome an orthopedic and sports medicine surgeon well known for his expertise and the trust and rapport he builds with each of his patients. He's trained under the guidance of world-renowned orthopedic surgeons and has proven himself to be an innovator and leader. Dr. Padrick, or as many people refer to you, Patty, Dr. Patty Obma, welcome to Plug Into Health, and thank you for being here. Thanks for having me today, Angela. I really appreciate it. First things first, tell us a little bit about what you do as an orthopedic and sports medicine surgeon and kind of, you know, paint the picture of what a typical day looks like for you. So it's, first of all, great being a team member at Prevea Health. I think was at one point in time the best place to give care and the best place to get care. And I think that is absolutely true. So as part of the team at Purvey Health, my role is an orthopedic surgeon and sports medicine surgeon, and I love and cherish that role. Uh, A typical day is really divided into two types of days. Um, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm in clinic, which is usually roughly 8 o'clock to 4 o'clock. And that is a really um, amazing opportunity. I get to interact with 30 to 40 people a day, and I'm not saving lives, but we're hoping to improve people's quality of life, which is a really important role because as um, a lot of our colleagues at Prevea Health who are saving people's lives are extending people's lives longer and longer, quality of life becomes more and more important the longer that we live. So when you have longevity without quality of life, not quite as good, but when you have longevity with a great quality of your life into your 80s and 90s, that's where the real magic happens. So being part of an amazing team at Purvea, we're extending people's lives and improving quality of life along the way. So on clinic days, I get the opportunity to interact with people, kind of bond, build a rapport. And then the other days are surgery days, usually Tuesdays and Thursdays. And those start a little bit earlier, maybe around seven o'clock and can be more intense, but equally as um, rewarding. Um, And I'll try to do anywhere from six to nine or 10 surgeries a day, because the majority of my surgeries are elective outpatient procedures that are done in less than two hours. Um, And then there's some days where it's kind of a hybrid. The challenging thing you'll probably hear from a lot of the team members is being on call adds another wrinkle where there's additional demands. But um, I love the split between uh, interacting with the patients in clinic and having the technical skills and ability to um, fix things that are broken from a surgical perspective. And on top of all of this, you are the medical director for the Purvea Surgery Center in Green Bay. Tell us a little bit about how the Purvea Surgery Center is changing the game for Purvea Orthopedics and most importantly for our patients. Yeah, so this is another very exciting thing for Purvea Health and how we are leading um, medical care and innovation in Northeast Wisconsin and beyond. And um, by adding this uh, multi-specialty surgery center, which is really the first of its kind in our area, 
we are um, offloading some of the um, surgical burden from our hospital partners who ever since the pandemic have had record number of beds filled. So we're able to offload some of that and we're able to reduce the cost of care for patients as well as the payers such as insurance companies or employers because we can provide the same or better quality of care at a reduced price in our new surgery center. Um, so this is, uh, it's, it's a very exciting time at Prevea and as we're really ramping up, we've got a great team uh, at the, the surgery center and I think patient satisfaction scores are like in the 99th percentile. It's just been amazing how the community has embraced this and our providers and team members have embraced it too. There's a long list of providers who are excited to come to the surgery center. So it's a, it's a great time to be at Prevea Health. You've been practicing for what, about 15 years as an orthopedics and sports medicine surgeon, um, and you've really been on the front lines of innovation, and I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, I, it's interesting because as we go through our careers, we go through different phases of our careers, very similar to like we all go through different phases of our lives, right? You're going through school, and for the the purpose of orthopedic surgery, you do your undergrad, then you do your four years of medical school, then you do a five years of residency, then off to a year of fellowship. So by the time you're actually starting your career um, on your own, you're 32, 33 years of age, but you're used to every four to five years making a change. And then all of a sudden you get into your practice and you're like, wow, this is really the rest of my life. There's not like this escape in four years, right? So if you're going through a tough time in residency, you're like, ah, it's going to end in a year and I'll move on to the next phase. No, no, no. Now you're in practice. This is it. So you go on through different phases of your career, which is very, very fascinating. So the first few years, you're just building up a practice, right? And my wife will tell you the first two, three, four years of practice, she didn't see me much because <laughs> you're so focused on building that practice. Then you start building a practice and becoming more and more confident in your surgical skill set. And you start looking at, well, what are other things or outside interests? Or do I add additional surgeries to my repertoire? Do I look at um, outside interests or hobbies? And one of the things that I happened upon uh, roughly 2013 is I started um, working on different surgical techniques to repair rotator cuffs. And one of them was we took a, a piece of tendon from the biceps and we wove it into um, the rotator cuff repair, so kind of an augmented um, procedure, and it, I wrote it up. And uh, it was published in um, Arthroscopic Techniques. Uh, it's an offshoot of uh, a journal of arthroscopy. And um, about a year later, I got a message from some surgeon in South Korea who said he saw my article and video and started doing that procedure. I was thinking that's pretty cool because, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, we have um, kind of a linear impact, it can have an impact on one person at a time. But by some innovation or creation, all of a sudden, you hit that exponential impact where I'm not just impacting someone in Green Bay, but potentially South Korea. And that was very powerful to me. So I started moving on to, well, what are other um, avenues to explore that we can either improve current things or um, create new things, right? And so I started looking at different medical devices and um, started filing different patents based on either medical devices or software techniques, mostly in the world of orthopedics. And that was kind of the next phase of my career was combining the practice with um, um, kind of innovation 
and it's a very exciting and rewarding yet humbling experience as well. Um, by the time you file a patent, it can take three, four, five years till the patent actually gets granted. And so at the time I was like, well, I'll file a patent and then things are magical. Well, it's not quite that easy. You <laughs> go through a lot of processes along the way. And just because you have some patents really doesn't mean anything. Then the question is, can you like form a company or build a company around that? And that takes on a whole life of its own. And then you, you combine that with medical practice and you got to balance the two. And that's been um, a really um, exciting component to what we're doing. So that allows us to stay in the, the forefront of medical practice, make sure we're providing exceptional technique and quality to patients, but also looking towards more of that exponential impact outside of what we're doing on a day-to-day basis in Green Bay or Northeast Wisconsin. What I want to know where that drive comes from in you, right? To, I think it's it's one thing, right? To to go to school and become a surgeon, and um, you're obviously very smart and very accomplished. But you know, you you get to a journey point, and you say, you know what? We can do more. What what else can I do to improve things or make this practice better? Where does that drive come from in you? I've asked myself that a lot, Angela. <laughs> And, Can and, I have some of that motivation? Yeah, and, I, and being fully transparent, sometimes I um, reflect back and think, well, maybe it would be great if I just wanted to have a, a cabin up north or um, just kind of do some of these other things. But I, I don't know exactly what it is, but I know it's part of what makes me tick that I need to have like a bigger purpose, like everybody does. But to me, my bigger purpose seemingly is – driving to either innovate on existing things or create new things. And um, although that it can be very rewarding, it can be very frustrating as well. And I think that is probably the yin and yang of some uh, innovation or creation is uh, everything seems like a great idea. Not everything ultimately ends up being a great idea, but I am certainly still driven and motivated because we've had enough success where I just want to keep pushing to improve. And I do think a lot of that comes back to this learning experience in 2013 on some exponential impact. And you just kind of want to keep pushing to do something better or greater, right? I am very fortunate. My practice at Purveya Health is phenomenal. I get a chance to interact with thousands of people a year and build relationships and hopefully improve their quality of life. So that's very fulfilling in and of itself. But there's also this kind of bigger purpose, right? And and part of it's probably spiritually driven. Part of it is just inherently driven. I don't know, but um, trying to um, move beyond or the next step, I, th- I think there's probably some inherentness to that with most people, and people do it differently, right? Um, some people, um, well, there's just different ways to do it, but I think that's how I've tried to do it at least. <laughs> but. But all that you are doing trickles down to the most important part in which is it it positively impacts our patients. And one of the things that I've heard many people say about you is um, the, the great relationship building that you do with each of your patients and building that trust and rapport with them. How do you do that? Yeah, so I, this is an interesting one, and I think most people understand it on some level, but there's like the three A's that I was taught is a in training, you got to be um, available, affable, or nice, and you have to have the ability, right? But people rarely see your ability. 
the first and most important thing is you have to be available. So like being available is super important. And then being nice, having great rapport with people is probably equally important. And hopefully we have the ability to back that up. Um, and, but, but when people have a need, we're in a service industry, you have to be available when people have a need, right? That can be sometimes challenging. And I learned early on in my career, I gave every single patient my cell phone for the first couple of years. And that seemed to be wonderful. In this day and age with documentation, you just cannot do that. But I still have several patients like who had my cell phone number in August 2008 when I started. One, one patient just called me last week and sent his friend in to see me today. So there's something great about that as well. But in today's day and age, being available is just as important as ever. We just have to have different ways to be available than just giving our cell phone out to everybody now. <laughs> Well, I, I've heard great things with um, with the relationships that you build with your patients, which is so, so important. What's the most rewarding part for you about your job? So although I love doing surgery and I love being able to um, like uh, have the ability to um, fix things, and, and the, I really enjoy being in clinic and interacting with people. I love that 15 to 20 minutes I get with each individual patient to build a relationship, build relationships over the years, get to know them on more than just a, a, your knee pain or shoulder pain level. But like, what are you up to this weekend? Uh, where do you work at? Um, what do you do in retirement? I, I just, I love that type of stuff. And it's it's more the the soft skills that I find very rewarding now. The technical skills will be there. People will always get an exceptional surgery, but I really, really love the um, the rapport and relationship building with patients and our team members at Purvey Health. I want to get to know you a little bit more. You know, personally, you grew up. You're from Lacrosse, but now you is family here in Green Bay. Yeah, so I grew up in Lacrosse, Wisconsin, but when I was in junior high. We moved to Dixon, Illinois, which is northern Illinois, and that's the hometown of President Ronald Reagan is its claim to fame. He's actually the only president I ever met. Um, so I spent my formative years in Illinois, but uh, and then through training, we, we moved to Milwaukee and then Indianapolis for residency, Birmingham, Alabama for fellowship, and back in Green Bay since 2008. And my wife and I have three kids, and we, we love the Green Bay area. Uh, we love being part of the team at Purvea Health. And... Um, yeah, the next phase of the career is, of course, you, you kind of start looking at things outside of your career as well. And kids are a great outlet. Um, my oldest is a, a freshman in high school, so he's in baseball now. And, uh, you know, for two, two and a half hours a game, that's like not another thing I think about in the world. So it's like a healthy form of escapism, right? Or my 13-year-old who's playing tennis or my uh, 9-year-old who's running. These are just like super exciting things where you just focus on something other than the day-to-day. And uh, I I love that too. Yeah. You also have a kind of a a very interesting family background uh, with with your siblings and and what they do um, for their careers as well. Yeah. So I'll save the the most interesting for last, but I have a, a sister who's fantastic. She's an anesthesiologist in Missoula, Montana. I have another sister who lives in Eski, Ireland, which is northwest Ireland, just south of Sligo, and she's an immigration attorney, and so her and her family live there. And then my younger brother is uh, an actor, uh, and he also substitute teaches in, in the Green Bay area, so several kids have had him as subs, but he's an actor, and he's found really great success. He's been in several shows such as uh, Gracie and 
or Grace and Frankie on Netflix. He's been in Better Call Saul on several episodes. Um, he had a, a couple of episodes on Narcos, which my kids have not been able to see because there's a little bit too many <laughs> yep. F-bombs in that. He's uh, in a, a brand new movie that's coming out called uh, May, December, which is with Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore. And he's written a, um, uh, a movie um, that he wrote and uh, starred in, and he's been in several film festivals around the world over the last year, won several awards, and he just got invited to the most famous film festival in the world, uh, which is super exciting. I can't quite say what that one is yet because it's um, hasn't been released, but uh, it's the press release will be coming out soon, so that's really exciting. And this is an you like this story. So he was in Vampire Diaries for several episodes as a traveler. I think the the role was, and uh, last year he was substitute teaching in De Pere High School. And all of a sudden he shows up in a class. And one of the great things about all these streaming services, like kids are watching shows that we used to watch, right? So he shows up in a class and it just so happened three or four of the students had just streamed the episodes of Vampire Diaries. He was in like two days before. So the rumor mill throughout all of Unified De Pere School District was this <laughs> famous actor from Vampire Diaries is substitute teaching. And so that was really cool. We had a lot of fun with that. So he's... Uh, um, yeah, he's found great success. I will say, I think um, acting is like, um, it's, uh, how do I want to say it? It's it's awesome, but I think it's fickle too because like my brother puts himself out there for like say 100 audition, auditions. 99, you might get a rejection. You just have to have one where you're successful at. But that's a little bit like innovation, right? Not everything is amazing, but you got to put your heart and soul into everything and put yourself out there all the time. And with acting, 99 out of 100 times, you might get a rejection, but that one out of 100 times is super special, so you keep on going with it, you know? Yeah. I just keep thinking about, you know, the you know the stories about your siblings you just shared, how prou- first of all, how proud um, your parents must be of all of you. And then I'm also thinking what it would be like to sit at the dinner table with you all and listen to all your conversations and stories and experiences. Um, just just incredible. So one of the great things about my siblings and I is we all live relatively far apart, so we all get along. But of course, like most families, if you go back around the uh, dinner table at Christmas, you revert to when you're a teenager all over again, and these same little rivalries come back. I'm 46, but I might act like I'm 16 still in front of my siblings. It's <laughs> not my proudest moment necessarily. <laughs> Any hobbies for you that you enjoy? Yeah, I, I'm a runner. I probably I run a lot, and uh, you run every day. I do. Like pro- how how many miles? It all depends. It depends on the day and what the demands are. I probably put about 40 miles a week is what I generally run, but. Um, Probably my my favorite thing right now is like I referenced earlier, just watching my kids in sports. I just I love that so much, um, and it is uh, yeah, it's the most healthy form of escapism ever, right? It's just like completely unplug and focus on something else, and uh, it's just so enjoyable. And as we look out today, it's like what seventy eight and yeah, sunny, and gorgeous. I got a baseball game to watch my son at this afternoon. Um, although I got to get through afternoon clinic, that is on my mind. <laughs> yeah. This has been such a fun conversation. Um, Thank you for all that you do for um, our patients and the practice of orthopedics and sports medicine and all that you do here at Purveya. Um, 
big thank you for for being on this episode with us. Thanks for having me. I love it. To our listeners, please make sure that you don't miss our other Great Doctors Inspiring Stories episodes featuring additional Prevea Health doctors from across Wisconsin. And for more information about Dr. Obma and Prevea Orthopedics, visit Prevea.com slash ortho. You've been listening to Plug Into Health with Prevea Health. To learn more and to submit ideas for future shows, please visit purveya.com slash podcast. And please remember, the information provided in this podcast does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to replace interactions with your healthcare professional. And if you are concerned about your healthcare, you should consult with your healthcare professional. You can learn more about Purveya Health at purveya.com. Thank you for choosing to plug into health with Provea Health.